Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends and baking entertainment to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your brand new co-host, Gina Brazau, and as always, I am joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Gina. How are you? Good. How are you doing? How's I'm your week good. been? Um, how's my week been? See, when I have to think about that, yeah. then it's it's been a bit hectic. <laughs> Right. When you have to think like, what did you do yesterday? What did I do? Hmm. Um, it's it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. Busy. Busy. This is our like we're heading into our uh busy season, okay. like the holidays fall, like it's just really hectic. And so I'm um, just like kind of ramping up for that. Right. And I know you guys are newly in this kitchen. What is your favorite part of the kitchen so far that you've discovered? Um, you know, that's a really good question. The, the good answer to that is I've got so many pates about it I love. I'll tell you, I will tell you actually okay. what I really do love is when I go to bed at night, I think, um, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get up and have a cup of coffee because we got this new coffee machine and it is like, it's incredible. It looks it's very like, high tech. It's it's fancy. It's digital. <laughs> um, it's a Breville for those of you who are in the market for buying. Um, it's not like it's it's a professional grade coffee oh, yeah. machine. So when you get coffee in the morning, it's like legit barista coffee. Except it doesn't have nice designs on top because I'm still working on that. You can learn that though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can do that. You can like watch some YouTube it though, videos. You know? But um, we have this little whole little nook in the kitchen set up and, you know, you've seen it. Yep. That's a little coffee dock and we have like nice tile behind it and everything. I'm, I must show it on actually on Instagram. I'll take a picture and show everybody. But um, that's one of my favorite spots in the kitchen. The best way to start your day yeah. in the kitchen with a cup of coffee. All right. So we are going to start with a little thing called hot from the oven. So I am going to be telling you about some new things that have been announced, some recipes, and we're going to have a chat about them. So I don't know where you stand on Girl Scout cookies, but they just announced a new cookie flavor, and it is called the Adventureful. And it is sea salt with caramel, brownie. It honestly sounds like my dream cookie, but do you eat Girl Scout cookies? Is that a thing? I'm going to level with you. I've never had a Girl Scout (gasps) cookie. Gemma. Wait, let me, let me, let me, let me just rephrase, let me just go back a little bit. Okay. I think I've had one of the Samoas. Samoas, that's a, the really popular one. The coconut one, right? Coconut, yeah. I, I, I feel <laughs> I've either seen it so much that I think I've had one right. or I have had one. Okay. So here's my thing. People love Girl Scout cookies, understandably. Yeah. I'm boring and I like the thanks a lots, I think is what they're called. They're this shortbread cookie just dipped in chocolate. That with some milk is like heaven on earth to me mm. but people use the samos and they'll put them in the fridge yeah also, how I've do you feel that. about cold cookies i actually don't hate that i'll tell you why um have you ever had a tim tam no i know i've never had tim one. tam is well so you're you're forgiven think. because it's an australian cookie okay. and it is like they're like chocolate right? it is they're like they're very proud of their tim tams okay. every australian true-blooded australian eats tim tams um, and there's, there's so many different things you can do with them. I remember when I, I, um, spent like six months in Australia mm-hmm. in my early twenties that, um, people, they would bite off the top. They'd, so it's like, like um, a Kit Kat almost? Like, not like a Kit Kat, like a penguin. Do you know what a penguin is? No. No, it's like a Tim Tam. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, you bite off the top, you bite off the bottom and right. then you put it in a glass of milk and then you suck <sighs> the milk up through the cookie. Like a straw? Kind of. 
Yeah, like a straw. And then there's another way you can do it also. You can put your Tim Tams in the freezer okay. and they get really cold and just yummy. Um, and a friend of mine recently, she just came out with a new book, Anne Reardon, and she sent me over Tim Tams. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've, I've, I'm not, I said this to you earlier, I don't yeah. eat a lot of candy. There's like two things that I eat. I eat M&Ms and I'll eat a Twix bar. I don't eat a whole lot else. Um, but man, I annihilated that pack of Tim Tams. I'm going to have to go get Tim Tams. You can get them can in. Can buy them here? Like, yeah, you can. You can get them at, uh, is it World Market? Oh, yeah. You know the yeah. way they have like. They have the Exotic best. food from all over the world. Do you know what else they have? Um, the, oh, it's in the orange yellow triangle. This is going to bother me. I'm going to have to orange. think of, it's a chocolate bar. Yeah, the chocolate orange. And it's like, it's just chocolate, but the packaging is orange and it's, uh, a triangle. Toblerone. Toblerone, yes. Yeah. They have a lot of those, like every different size there. Yeah. I go there specifically for Toblerones. Toblerones are delicious. Also, have you ever had a white chocolate Toblerone? No. Those I didn't yum. even know they made those. Yum, yum, I yum, have yum. to admit that I'm not a huge fan of cold cookies. I love a warm cookie or a room temperature, or I guess Tim Tams are more like a candy. No, it's a cookie. A cookie. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's... No, I, I honestly, I, I get you because especially with chocolate, right. it's always better at kind of room temperature. Yeah. Like the flavor is better. The texture is Maybe better. Maybe a little melty. But there's know. something yummers about um, a cold cookie. All right. I'll have to give the Tim Tams a try. And yeah. I, I'll have to try the new Girl Scout cookies because a, a brownie flavored cookie with sea salt and caramel sounds really good. Yeah, I'm all about that. Like I love all those things. Yeah. I don't know when Girl Scout cookie season is, but I feel like it's nonstop. I just don't know if I've lived. Oh, actually, no. In Santa Monica, like they, nobody ever knocked on my door, door, door selling yeah. Tim Tam. Or, like, oh, sorry, not Tim Tams. Girl Scout, Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times too at, at markets or something, you'll see them selling You them. will. Or, you'll see Girl Scout Or someone always knows someone who has, like knows a Girl Scout yeah, and they yeah. get their orders in. Like has a supplier. Yeah. It's like a supplier mm-hmm. for the Girl Scout cookies. Oh yeah. yeah. I need one of those. We got to get that. Um, so speaking of a lot of childhood cookies, I, my favorite dessert growing up Cosmic brownie. I don't know. Do they have those in Ireland? No. It's like a pre-packaged. So good. Okay, so it's like a pre-packaged brownie, and they have like little sprinkles on them, sort of like an M M&M, and M, but there's something different. It's a lot more coating to chocolate ratio. It's like a mini M M&M. and M. Yeah. And is it like a cheap M M&M? and M? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's like it's like an off-brand M M&M. and M. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah no yeah I get. But that. there's something about this brownie because it is. A thick, like, brownie base, but a fudge layer. Mm-hmm. And you could seriously unwrap this and peel off the fudge. Mm-hmm. So they were, like, my all-time favorite packaged dessert. I don't know if they have those in Ireland because I saw this recipe of how to make them at home, which I'm going to have to try. Um, do you have a favorite packaged dessert from Ireland? Like, what was your favorite thing growing up to eat? Or- no, I'll, I'll be honest with you. So we... So yeah, we have cookies, like biscuits yeah. and like all those sorts of things. And we would have like digestive biscuits and like you'd have like digestive, cook- biscuits? digestive biscuits. Yeah. For your digestive system? No. Oh, no. I was like, <laughs> what? They're just called digestive biscuits, but they're almost like our version of a graham cracker. Okay. I'm um, nothing to not do with Not a very appetizing name. No, it's not now that you say it. Yeah. When you, when you hear it out of context, or if you've never heard of it before, right. you're like, wait a second. I did. Um, anyways so you liked those so you like but we never really uh we don't we never really we never had in my house packaged desserts oh mom would always make our desserts oh wow we'd have ice cream like ice cream from the store but my mom wouldn't really there was actually i'll tell a lie there was something that my mom used to buy which was a you know the brand sarah lee 
Mm-hmm. So that's an American brand, mm-hmm. right? So they did sell that in, um, not probably in the 80s, but in the 90s or 2000s. They, okay. so, they did sell that. They probably still do in Ireland where we didn't have a lot of food like that. Right. Um, but it was this streusel pecan Danish oh, thing. Yeah. And it was insane. And you would like Moist. bake it off. It was just, it was like, you know what it was like? It was like um, if a pecan pie met a breakfast Danish. Delicious. And then you would have that with ice cream or whatever. It was insane. I can still remember exactly how it tastes to this day. I haven't seen one in a very long time and probably almost 20 years. But um, that was one thing my mom used to buy was uh, like on a Friday, sometimes she would bring home one of those. But yeah. everything else she pretty she much made. made. Yeah, she did. My mom was like, we had the snack cabinet, right? So like with my friends growing up, they always knew that my house had a good snack cabinet. Um, so she always would, she'd keep it stocked. I mean, she always made dinner. We always had dinner that she made at home every night, but we definitely picked out fun snacks for school. Um, yeah, cosmic brownies were up there or like devil dogs. Did they have those? I have no idea what that is. <gasps> it's like this, these two chocolate bready cakes with cream in the middle. They're all just, you no. know, a bunch of pre packaged you know, this podcast foods. should be about stuff that Gemma like does not know. <laughs> does not know. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I'll have to try this early. I'm sure they're still making those, You know, right? I should Google it. We should look it up and see yeah. if we can find some. Along with Tim Tams, I'll have to do. Yeah. Um, okay, so next one. I know that you're a fan of uh, Jen Garner. I am. Okay, so she had an episode of her pretend cooking show on Instagram, and she made blackberry cobbler with her mom. I want to get your take on blackberries cobbler. Do you like blackberry flavoring? Because people are particular about fruit and dessert. No, I'm all about fruit and dessert. Okay. I have I I have no more interest in a blackberry than the man on the moon. Yeah. Like I'm just You don't like them? Doesn't do it for me. How come? They're just like the They're a little bitter, right? They're they're like why have a blackberry yeah. rice that can be like bitter? I don't think it has a unique flavor when you no. can have like a raspberry or a blueberry or a peach, or a peach, peach. you know, or something yeah. like that. Like um growing up and like I do have fond memories of this, but I don't right. And so, like, it, it is a nice memory, but, like, we would pick blackberries off the ditch next oh, to yeah. our house. Yeah, we did the same thing. And they're all covered in dirt because it's in a ditch, right? And it just seemed like, no, this is <laughs> like, like good. you know, yeah, like, I'm okay with this ditch fruit. I, I don't really need it. We so, did that with, like, strawberries and blackberries. Well, so she baked it with her mom. Did you grow up baking with your mom a lot? Yeah, Did you guys yeah. have, like, a favorite a lot. recipe? Well, like I said, my mom made everything at right. home. Um, my mom, one of the earliest memories I have of cooking, and one of the earliest memories, I think, is making apple crumble with my mom. Oh, yeah. Um, and she used to do the apples. She always let whoever was hanging around, like, taste one of the apples. Mm. And she would let the kids do the crumble topping. Right. And, uh, like, crumble was very, which is, like, a crisp, um, yeah. is very typical standard like Irish dessert that you would have like on any given night yeah because I'm thinking I'm like I don't often eat a crumble yeah there's a very it's very simple it's I wouldn't say it's plain it's simple but it's absolutely delicious so is a crumble like a deconstructed pie not not really really. see this is my amateur baker coming (laughs) into it so is a crumble like it's not in a pie crust is it no 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 it's so it's um it's like you know the way you, it's like it's like a crisp. It's an Ameri- it's an Irish version of a crisp. Okay, but you see, in your crisps, you um, generally in America you'll find oats, yep, nuts, mm-hmm. um, that kind of it's pretty much it. Flour, butter, sugar, and uh, maybe some cinnamon in there. Okay, in um, in Ireland, it is in 
when you think about, when I think about Irish cuisine, then it kind of makes sense to me. But it's very, it's very basic. It is flour, sugar, huh. butter. That's all it is. I know that doesn't sound very exciting, um, but it's it's one of it's like it's one of those re- recipes desserts that um, I have like a lovely emotional attachment attachment to that when I think about it I think of those times so it's like is it the best dessert you're ever going to eat probably not but is it one of the loveliest memories I have like yeah, yeah for sure it is is apple the only flavor you've done it or did you guys used to like experiment with different fruits you would do so it was it was two different fruits it was uh, apple or it was rhubarb. It's all rhubarb. it was. All you those we talked two. about the, yeah, rhubarb because we have strawberry rhubarb here, like yeah. strawberry rhubarb pie, but that wasn't a thing. No, absolutely not. It was only rhubarb. It was and this is winter months, so you're talking rhubarb or apples. That like there was, that was no, it. there was no making not in my house anyway. There was yeah. no making a um, crumble with apple and blackberries. Like maybe that was done in people's houses. Don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't done in my house. Okay, I'm gonna have to try a crumble now. Yeah, not a blackberry. I'm with you though. Blackberries they're too bitter. And I would prefer a strawberry or peach, I think, are my two favorites. Yeah. I'll tell you the recipe for a crumble for those okay. of you who are interested. It is half the amount of fat to flour. It is half the amount of fat to flour and a little bit of sugar. You don't need a whole lot of sugar because huh. there's sugar in your fruit. Right. So like you have, and I know you do it in cups, but like four ounces, uh, it's easier when you do it with ounces, four ounces of flour, two ounces of butter. It's very simple. You just whip them up like really fast and then sprinkle in a bit of sugar. That's really easy. Yeah, well, just rub it in with your hands. You don't even need any equipment. And then you sprinkle it over your fruit. All right, I'm adding that one to my list. Maybe I'll try a crumble. I'll have to give it a go. Yeah, with vanilla ice cream. You have to have yes. vanilla ice cream. Is that your favorite flavor, you think, vanilla? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, because it complements everything. It does. So like if you're having an atomic cosmic brownie or whatever it's right. called. The best brownie. And like... <laughs> You want something cold Vanilla's and the way creamy. To go. Yeah, it's like you want something to complement that, but don't right. take away from, like, you don't need more sugar. I don't need more chocolate. Just give me something that's going to complement no this perfect. No cookie dough, nothing like caramel. No. No, no, like, nothing. Just keep it, like, you don't want, like, a, even though I do love it, like a cheese, a strawberry cheesecake ice cream oh. and a brownie. Yeah, it's no. too much. Just Vanilla keep it ice cream ice and a brownie. Vanilla. All right. Okay, this next one I'm really excited about. So the Great British Bake Off is coming back for a new season. Um, I know that you guys had Andrew Smith on the show, right? You guys spoke with him. Yeah, we did. So during quarantine, I binge watched a bunch of The Great British Bake Off. I think it's so much fun to watch. Are you a fan? Do you like watching it? I do watch it. I often watch it when I'm home in Ireland. Okay. Yeah, during the summertime, it's usually on. That's when I would catch it, the most of it. And so my thing is, how amateur are these bakers, right? Because I'm watching the show and there's, they're, they have baking experience, but they're given these recipes. And I, from a viewer's perspective, perspective, I'm like, I could, I don't think I could ever do that. Like, mm-hmm. but is it really something that you think anyone could go in and master, you know, making the, the buns or the breads or is it as difficult as it seems? It, sometimes people go in with specific skills. Okay. And, and they're all different levels of bakers. That's right. Yeah, they are. And, and they don't, and that, that's okay. Like they accept like all different levels. Yeah. Um, you don't, you know, it's not somebody who's walking out of a Michelin star kitchen, <laughs> but you know, say for instance, like you just bought up their bread making that it is, <gasps> that's a, a different skill. And not everybody, like maybe somebody who makes, decorates amazing cakes is just so not with the bread? no bread making. Mm-hmm. Um, so those kinds of things can like, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of different skills in one. Like for instance, I love to make bread. 
if you ask me to decorate a cake and I've seen the cakes that they decorate on, on um, Great British Bake Off, it's like I'd be, I would be laughed out of the tent. So you think it's a tall task, obviously, for someone to be able to cover all of those skills. Very well. Yeah, right. it is. Yeah, very, like a very talented person. And the thing I love about that, everyone has such a good attitude on that show. I feel like they're they all like, it's so like joyful and yeah. cheery. It's like when somebody gets kicked off, they're like, oh, they're so no. Sad. And they hug and they yeah. kiss. And and then when somebody wins, they cheer for them. It's it's a different vibe than what, what we're used to here in the U.S. Absolutely. Which is just like, um, it can be a little bit cutthroat. It can be very competitive. Yeah. Do you think baking under pressure, would you thrive at that? Or do you think it can really get in someone's head and sort of you know, inter- interfere with their skill set. Yeah, like very likely. Right. Like, I mean, I just think about like when I'm under pressure and working that like I mess, I'm more than likely I'm going to mess up. So when you were personal chef and you're working, did you ever feel like a lot of pressure? And do you think that ever affected, you know, the kitchen or? When I was in, when I, so one of the reasons, not when I was a personal chef, because that was more on my clock and okay. I was the only chef there. Right. That makes when sense. I worked in Mission Star restaurants and I worked in restaurants over throughout my career that they, when I had to work service, mm-hmm. um, which is I, I hated doing, I always hated doing, I never liked doing it. All I wanted to do was go in in the morning, be the morning baker and then leave by like three or five or whatever it was. Um, I didn't want to have to do a service. It was never my favorite part. I just hated it. And, I, and I always pressure. messed up. Like I I just, I I couldn't make the most beautiful quenelle. Like, What's you know, a quenelle? It's a, it's a <laughs> scoop of ice cream. Or it's a scoop. What? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's like, sh- I'll show you one day, but it's like shaping a scoop of ice cream. You like, you oh can't even gosh. like in these like fancy restaurants that I worked in, you can't just do a scoop of ice cream on a plate. You have to get a spoon and make a quenelle of ice cream, which is like this kind of beautiful, pristine cone with a little peak <gasps> on the bottom and a rounded back. And I can't you know, even imagine. Like it was just ridiculous in, yeah. like, in 90 degree kitchens. And there was like a hundred people in for lunch and you're right. supposed to be doing these one after the other, after the other. It's like, come on. And ridiculous. was the training absurd that you had to go through? It, what, you didn't get, honestly, you got very little training. And oh, wow. In all kitchens I went into, you got very little training. You they were just, just thrown like, in the go deep end. Go do it. Yeah, it absolutely. Do the Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So no, I don't work well under pressure. And it's one of the reasons why I was very happy. I I, I was like happy to leave working in, in high-end restaurants mm-hmm. behind me. I don't think I could do it either. I mean, just baking by myself in the kitchen <laughs> a lot of the yeah. times is stressful enough. It can be stressful. Yeah, it can be very stressful, especially when you have guests over too, like the pressure you put on yourself. So, okay. So next we are going to be doing Ask Gemma, but there's a little twist. So we are taking audience's questions and we're going to break them down, debunk them, whatever they're going to throw at us. So our first one is from naps and brownies on Instagram. That is the username. Very cute. She wants, or they want to know about the recipe development process, which I'm actually interested in too. So when you're making a recipe, are you basing it off of knowledge that you've had? Sometimes you're just going in there and saying, I want to make this, let's go for it. And how do you come up with measurements? That's, yeah, that's a really interesting question. So a lot, it's funny, it's it's not black and white when right. you're coming up recipes. It's just like, hey, I love apple crumble. Let's make an apple <laughs> crumble. Like there is that aspect of it too. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But often what it is, is like, hey, you know, it's coming into fall. You know, what what big 
recipe categories do we not have on the website? Mm-hmm. Do we have a pecan pie? Do we have a pumpkin pie? Do we have a Christmas dessert? Do we have all our Christmas cookies done? Are we missing soft sugar cookies? Like that's a really important part of what we do because our biggerbolderbaking.com is our biggest platform. So we Definitely. have to make sure that that's well stocked and it's with recipes and it's covering all everything. the categories. Yeah. Um, then there's recipes that I personally like that I want to make. And then there's suggestions from the team um, who, like, say, for instance, your your dad is South African. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, we have a South African recipe that uh, Ami, who's my culinary assistant, actually suggested, which is a malva pudding. Right. And it's like this really amazing, yummy, mm. butterscotchy kind of baked pudding. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah. But um, long story short, Ami came to me and said like why why not for bolt baking worldwide why don't we do a malva pudding and we do like all of these different puddings so a lot of um a lot of the suggestions that come from other members of the team of stuff that they've experienced that they've liked they've been to a bakery and they had this in LA then they want to sort of recreate and they want to recreate um yeah and then we and then we get suggestions from fans And that's really important because with all the um, search engine optimization that we do, the, you know, our fans are our customers and we have to make a product that they're going to like. Totally. So, and then we've, we've thought, this is the way we've thought about it since day one. So, um, we, we, we often include uh, fan requests because they're like, if anyone's going to tell us what we're missing, it's It's going to be be them. them. Yeah. And is it time consuming to, to do that? Or is it something that you enjoy doing? Like, is that something that you really look forward to in this process? It's not time consuming. Um, I'm, I'm, Ami and I are very fast at recipe testing and, um, but we do a lot of research online Mm -hmm. and we look into like, you know, just different variations of recipes, what we're going to do, if, if you know, how we're going to change it. Um, but it, it's, it's an inch, it's, it's fun. It's the, one of the best parts of the job. I can imagine. And then also not doing it by myself because for years yeah. it was just me doing it and it was stressful. So, um, but now like, now to have Ami, like a sounding board. Yeah. She's right? amazing. And then also she comes to me with a lot of these ideas. Oh, I really? haven't heard of half of the stuff she comes to me and I'm like, where did you even learn about that? That's awesome. And so it's sort of getting like yeah. another perspective. Yeah. Like, so, um, Ami, um, her, both her parents are Indian and she has come, uh, to me with lots of traditional Indian recipes, which are great. Okay. Then also like these traditional Brazilian cookies, like alfajores and, uh-huh. or actually, are they, I'm not sure. I think they might be Brazilian. I might be wrong in that. Argentinian. But um, we made uh, samosas with Ami, like traditional samosas. Yeah. We made our own pastry and made them the traditional way. Um, we're going to be making uh, parata with Ami, Ooh. which is Indian bread, which has this, it's a whole kind of a ritual to making the bread. It's okay. not just like regular bread making. It's amazing. So yeah, like it's, it's, and it's sort of incorporating a piece of everyone on the team and, and of your Well, everybody wants to be viewers. represented. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so we try to like have, you know, to, so, you know, we hope that if you're in the Philippines that you will see, um, like we use purple yams in ice cream mm-hmm. and things like that. And to try, like, hopefully you see a, a, something that's familiar to you. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you guys have any recipes that you haven't seen yet, be sure to let Gemma know, right? Yeah, and then yeah. she can always hit me up on social this. media. Yeah. Um, okay, our next one is from Sadia Zane Youssef One on Instagram. 
This is actually what I'm curious about too. How do you make your donuts fluffy? Because I assume this is my thing. There's a cakey donut and then there's a nice fluffy donut, right? And I feel like people are either on either end of that. Of that. Aren't they both the same? Oh my goodness. I don't think so. Isn't a cake? Well, so no, so you're right. You're right. I'm wrong in saying that because cake donuts are dense. Cake donuts are dense and like I found my favorite donut in LA. Where's that? It is kettle glazed donuts right at um, off the 101 on Hollywood and Vine. The best fluffy regular glazed donut, in my opinion, because I like a fluffy donut. Do you like a cakey one? No, well, actually, so I do. There's a place in LA called Sidecar Donuts. Oh, yes. And they make cakey donuts. Yeah. And those are legit donuts. So I I do. I have to say I'm a big fan of cakey donuts. Um, The fluffy donut that you're talking about, is is this like reminiscent of a Krispy Kreme? Yes, it's airy. Yeah. Which is my favorite kind of donut. The cakey ones tend to be too heavy sometimes. They are. They are really heavy. But here's my issue with the light fluffy ones, like Mm -hmm. the Krispy Kremes. I love the taste of a Krispy Kreme. Like, don't get me wrong. They're so good. But the thing is, I would probably have to eat like five or six of them because they just disappear. They're air. It's like very airy. I know you mean. It's not as filling. No, like I can't. Like, it's just, where's the rest of my donuts? Like, so that's why I think I, the, the, I was about to say the gourmand, but the (laughs) right word is the glutton in me goes for the cakey donut. Okay. But if we were to do the fluff, is there a certain... I'll I'll tell you now what I think that is. Okay. A lot of... Uh, well, number one, it's it it comes. It's a big bag that says donut mix on it. Yeah. You add water and um, maybe oil and some eggs, and, and they just, just it's it's more than likely very artificial flavors. Okay, and and like and and um, oh, what's the wrong conditioners? But things added to the flour to make them very soft, like, like that. Yeah, like they use cake flour, and okay. it's like and there's all these different things added. So you know when something like tastes too good to be true, to, yeah, yeah, yeah probably is. that's probably those donuts. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so next up we have a grain of salt. So it is a brand new segment where I'm going to present Gemma with a baking tidbit or myth. And you're going to tell us whether we should trust it or we should take it with a grain of salt. Okay. Okay, are you ready? So our first one, should you wait for bubbles before flipping a pancake? Oh, absolutely. Really? Okay. So you know what's funny? I also have a question about pancakes. I'm going off on a little tangent. What is the best thing to grease your pan, butter or oil? Because I find that the pancakes come out so different. Mm, I would never use oil, always butter. Oh no, okay. always butter. <laughs> Sometimes I've used oil, but it is a very different consistency oh, on like different flavors. It wow. is totally mm. okay. So wait for the bubbles. Wait for so. Here's the thing. Um, so I I, I had a breakfast catering business yes. where, and I used to do like I mean I've I've cooked off thousands of pancakes in my day. The what you do is, so you do your pancake on mm-hmm. one side. It takes longer on the first side than it does on the second side. Wait until around the edges of the pancake, it kind of goes a bit of a matte color and it's not as shiny. Got it. And then you start to see bubbles on the top because if the bubbles aren't there, those bubbles are the structure in your pancake. So what's going to hold oh. it up? So when you flip it over, think about those bubbles that that's what gives you a thick pancake. Like that, that those that structure has been built. Right. But if you flip them over straight away and there's no, there's no that structure, it's just going to fall flat. And I do, I, it's always like the second side is so quick. Second side is like two minutes. So okay. like the first side is like four minutes, something like that. Um, and then flip them over another like two minutes, if even, and they're done. Then you're done. Yeah. And then also, um, but you have, yeah, you have to have, see bubbles. Only when you see bubbles, and I'm talking about a lot of bubbles, then you can flip them over. Okay. All right, so look for bubbles in your pancakes. Yeah. 
Second one, does salting water make it boil faster for pasta? This is a great what? question. I always salt my water. Does it make it boil faster? I have no idea. Do you salt your water? That. No, but only out of laziness. I'm like, I have my salt and pepper right next to my my stove, so I'm like a big salter, but I, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if this is what I've just been told, so I'm just going to put some salt in there. I don't know. I honestly, I've never heard that before. Really? I've never heard that before. Okay. So you stumped me. We Normal. don't know, but if you want to go for it, like it can't hurt, right? Like Google it and All find right. out. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to Google for that one. All right. Our last one. You don't need to mix all of the lumps out of batter. That's true. Okay. For all foods like brownies, pancakes, cakes. Pa- so um, mm, honestly, a few lumps are okay. They tend to work themselves out. Oh. I would say in bread making, you don't want any lumps of flour. That's an absolute no because they never work themselves out. When you're talking about pancakes and waffle batter. Um, Everything will sort of cook out. It just, just mix it a few times. You don't want to overmix it, especially with those two batters. Right. But you, then you let it rest and sit for like 10 minutes. They te- it tends just to work itself out. I've seen it happen a million times. They just kind of disappear. Yeah, because I also think if I've ever had like a clump of like butter, it's very rare that it would like last or flour, yeah. you know? It, it bakes itself out. Yeah, like it lumps it. For when, when you want your pancake batter and your waffle batter lumpy. That's what you, you want okay. that. Lumpy so, and bubbly. <laughs> yeah, don't overmix it. Like that's just a key, key, key thing. Okay, awesome. All right, well, those are our three uh, grains of salt this week. I like that. I know. I think it's a fun one. And hopefully, I like how you stumped me. Yeah, we got one stump. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll hopefully find an answer for that. We'll go to Google. Um, that's all we have for this week. I'm very excited. Are you, do you have anything that you're looking forward to? Is the kitchen done? Are you guys waiting on anything? No, the kitchen is done. I'm looking around now. Yeah, it looks pretty it, Oh, I'm sorry. It's not done. I'm looking over at the stove. There's oh, the no hood. hood. The hood. We're waiting. There's a, because of COVID, there's a back order on everything. There's, there's no supply. Right. So um, luckily we did actually get 90% of what we ordered, but we're waiting on the hood for the over the oven. Do you really, like, what is the advantage of a hood? It's, well, it, it's ventilation. to get ventilation and... So take out the smell oh, of food yes. and then probably also um, the steamy air or something. That's like the worst when you bake something and then your whole house. Well, you just, know, when you, you cook and you make dinner and yeah. then, then you realize later on you smell like dinner. The, yes. That's awful. I hate that. All right. Now it would make sense. So I that's never really knew what it was for. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Gina. Um, and make sure you please review and rate wherever you listen to podcasts. And do you want to let them know where they can find you on socials? Sure. Well, I want you to, fo- to follow the Need to Know podcast yes. on Instagram, which is very important. And um, follow me, Gemma Stafford, on uh, Gemma underscore Stafford on Instagram. And then also Bigger Boulder Baking. And Gina, what's your handle on Instagram? My handle is just my name. So Gina Brazau on Instagram. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find us. But until then, we'll uh, we'll leave you with those little nuggets. Yes. And we're looking forward to any more questions or recipes that you guys are looking forward to. And otherwise, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.